Welcome to another episode of Before You Kill Yourself with your host, Leo Flowers. I am Leo Flowers. Today I want to talk about cooking. Yeah, cooking. That's what life is. Life is using the ingredients we've been given and figuring out what we're going to make with it. When when you've grown up, the way I have, or the way a lot of people have, where you don't have a lot in the fridge. We had enough. We had enough in the fridge. I'm going to be honest. I, I, I was never starving. I wasn't impoverished. I don't have a, a sad food childhood. Um, but there were times where you're like, all right, what can I make with mustard, uh, Cheetos, and pickles <laughs> and a box of cereal you know like just random things how can I put this together and make something and there would be times where I look in there and I'm like there's nothing in there or you look in somebody else's fridge and there's and, and in your eyes you're like there's nothing there and then somebody else looks in and man they see three ingredients and they put together an eight course meal you're like, I had no idea that I could do all of this with what was in there, right? And I bring this up to say that there be there are times where I will have a guest on a podcast and I'll get emails from people saying, well, yeah, that person made it. If I had their resources or their this or their that, I'd you know, be successful too. And the truth is you do have the resources. So, I mean, some of us have the resources to cobble together what we need to make a, a, a decent meal, an edible meal, or maybe even a great meal. Now, you may not be able to see that yourself, But if you look at any cooking show, it's not just the chef in the kitchen. There's the chef, there's a sous chef, which is like the the assistant chef or whatever. And then there are the cooks. There are so many culinary minds in one kitchen of any great restaurant that they're always coming together to influence what is going to be made and what can be made. So if you're trying to figure it all out on your own, well, you're going to have to find yourself a sous chef. I mean, that could be a mentor, a friend, anybody. But first, take stock of what you have. What a, what a great chef does is they, they look in the fridge first. Have you, have you looked at your emotions to see what emotions are you dealing with right now to just seem so horrible, so expired, so rancid, so disgusting that you're like, I need to throw these things out. Do you? Or can you use them in some way to make some dish that you weren't even aware that could be made, to make a life, to carve a path, to forge a journey that you're not even aware of? We think we have to get rid of the, the anger and the disgust and the guilt and the shame. And 
I can't move forward unless I evolve and become a more mature human being and who's going to love me until I, it's uh, there's listen I don't know if you've read a book or watched a TV show but I, I'm going to venture to say that a lot of people who are married have a lot of the same emotional struggles, issues, challenges, whether it's shame, guilt, uh, fear, uh, 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 fear of abandonment, whatever, pain. And this is not uh, to diminish. This is to say that the best we can do is to start with where we are and with what we have. To, to open up the containers of our emotions and, and see what we can use, what we can't use. And before we throw everything out, let's bring in a sous chef. Let's bring in some cooks. Let's have them look at it. I bought some fish the other day from the farmer's market, an entire fish. I got some Branzino and uh, what was the other one? Red snapper. And I'm talking about the, I, I got the whole fish from the tail to the eyes to the head, the mouth. I got all those things, right? And I love cooking an entire fish. It tastes better to put the olive oil on there. For, well, first you got to, you know, you got to pour some vinegar, some acid on there to kind of, kill the, the stench, the smell, the scent of the fish, get that fishy smell off of there, right? And you're going to rinse it and clean it. And then, you know, you're just going to lay it out. We're going to throw some olive oil on there. We're going to stuff it with some garlic and onions, throwing some herbs or maybe some rosemary, a little, uh, some basil, if you will, some cilantro. We'll put all that in there. And we we throw some olive oil on the pan. And maybe you could put a couple cuts of butter up in that fish, right? And then we put that bad boy in the oven. 450 to 500, about 15 minutes, and let's go. And I bring that up to say that a lot of us like to throw away the bones. We, we don't want the, we don't want the, we want, nobody wants the whole fish anymore. Everybody wants a filet. Everybody just wants to, everybody wants to cherry pick. Everybody wants just the good parts. No bones, no eyes. We don't want to fuss. We don't want to get our hands dirty. We don't, you know. And, and as a result, here's, here's the thing. As a result, we, we don't realize that we can use those fish bones and make a little broth with that. We can put that, that fish head in the bones, and we can you know, put it in water, boil that, and, and make ourselves a little broth to have later on. Then when we get hungry, we got us a little fish bone broth. So now we're using all the parts we're using all of it but we we live in this place where we're sanitizing everything and we're removing 
all the parts and we're saying, oh, that, that's too much trouble and it's too messy and, and what do I do with that and that's no good. And, and so we start to look at ourselves like that. Now, now we're, we're trying to fillet ourselves and we just, we just want the best parts of ourselves. We just want the parts that are happy and, and, and joyous and, 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 uh, and, you know, just feeling free and bouncy and smart and strong. And then we wanna we wanna throw out the bones, right? The eye. Nobody nobody wants to feel depressed or sad, or melancholy or or weak or scared. We just want the fillet. Just just give me everything, give me everything boneless, right? But here's here's the beautiful part: when we eat fish with the bones then guess what? We, we have to be more present and be more aware. And it takes a little bit more time. And, and it requires a bit more knowledge and understanding of how to cook a fish and how to eat the fish, how to take care of it afterwards. It gives room for conversation and connection. We, we, we're losing that. We're losing that with the fast food of it all. You know, I, I bought some fish fillets, and now I can, sometimes I'll call my mom and put her on FaceTime as I'm prepping it because it takes time. It takes time to cut up the onions and the garlic and 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 to prepare all those ingredients before I even pull the fish out the fridge, and then I have to warm up the the oven. Those things take time, and and that's not time wasted. That's an opportunity for me to connect with myself. I can talk to my mom, or sometimes I don't call anybody. Now I can, you know, I can, I got the the music going, or sometimes I'm just doing it and listening to the sound of cooking, the sound of being in the kitchen, the chopping of the knife on the board, the uh, opening and closing of Tupperware and the fridge and the, and the oven dinging and heating up. And there's so many sounds of the kitchen to tune into. And then I get to tune into my body. How am I feeling? How are my shoulders and neck and back and, is my are there any knots in my stomach or chest? These parts of us that we wish we didn't have, you know, and it, and this is not just the emotional parts. There's a storytelling part, right, where there there are parts of our lives that we wish never happened to us, or that we don't want. We want to chuck it, like oh, I just want to forget that. No, no, it, it's coming, it keeps coming up for a reason. Because you you you're supposed to use it in some way. It it keeps coming back around because uh we haven't figured out how to alchemize it, how to how to how to make bone broth with it. So now it feels like a nuisance. Like if I if I keep giving you an entire fish, if I keep serving you that entire fish. 
and you don't really learn how to pull the bones out so that all the bones stay stuck to the spine and the scale and then you could just drop it into a bone broth, it's going to be annoying. But once you learn how to just pull all the bones out in, in one quick swoop with the head and you can toss that in, then you're like now you're seeing possibilities and opportunities and now you're excited. It's like, oh, yeah, I can have the fish, and then I can have the bone broth. And I can add, and you you know, if you're going to make a soup, you can add some other things to it, some celery. So now we're, we're, we're taking this fish and we're actually honoring it. And we're getting excited about the possibilities for it. And then it becomes a practice in seeing possibilities. See, we, we tend to want to wait until things get tough to then use our brain, it's too late by then. Like we have to create a life where we are looking at possibilities and opportunities and collaborating and and working with other people so that working with other people and and asking for help and collaborating and co-creating and doing all these things, it's not, hasn't atrophied. It doesn't become scary anymore. The longer we wait to do something, the harder it is to, to, to be able to do. Admittedly, it's been a while since I've made fish. I mean, I, I made it this weekend. But prior to that, it's been a while since I've cooked an entire fish. And I was out of practice. I completely forgot some ingredients that, that I wanted, that I would have typically have added. Uh, I forgot the cook time and and the prep, and I did some things out of order, and I, I just kind of felt a bit discombobulated in the kitchen because I haven't done it in a while. Same thing with our emotional landscape. When was the last time we checked in with ourselves and and explored? what we're feeling and thinking and when was the last time we, we you know, worked with somebody and, and got help and assistance and collaborated. Like, don't wait till you really need to do it because it'll be a bit too late. Like, be in the practice of working for others and delegating and reaching out and connecting. Be in that practice. Figure that out for yourself. And that doesn't mean that you have to do it every day, but, you know, have a system for getting back to it. And if and if you do, you know, have to take some time off from whatever, from making fish, at, you know, at least I know how to get back to it. And the more often I do it, the easier it becomes over time and the, and the harder it becomes to forget. It's like tying your shoelaces. I cannot tie my shoelaces for a year. And I'm pretty sure I'd be able to tie my shoelaces the first time I came back to doing it. It would be crazy if I did not tie shoelaces for a year, came back, and forgot how to tie my shoelaces. That would be fascinating. Um, but these 
engaging our brain, engaging our social skills, reaching out to people, working with others, these all require time and practice and effort. You know, there's this perception that things just happen. And sometimes they do for some people. It's some moments. But it never happens all the time for all people. Sometimes we get lucky and things work out. And sometimes things work out because we showed up early, stayed late, were consistent. We asked for help. We were disciplined. We were focused. Sometimes I cook a, a dish and it comes out great. And I'm like, I have no idea how I did that. And, and that's where the imposter syndrome comes in, right? Where things turn out great and we're not quite sure why. We're not, we're like, whoa, how did that happen? Or it turned out great and it felt like luck because, you know, oh, it just shouldn't happen the first time. Things shouldn't end up great the first time. But sometimes they do. And sometimes you just have a natural innate skill, a talent, an ability. And that's okay to own that also. But most of the time, it, it comes from repetition. So being in the kitchen, doing things that take time, whether it's just having a conversation with someone, a lot of times we don't even want to converse. We just want a quick text, a quick voicemail, a memo. But being a practice of talking to people, of opening up, there are so many books on communication skills. Pick up a book on communication skills and practice a communication skill, whether it's active listening, whether it's mirroring back what the other person says, um, or labeling. There's so many communication skills. And I know you're like, what's mirroring? What's it labeling? We've talked about that in previous episodes. But that's my point is there are practical, applicable skills for everything. And we can practice those. There's always a thing for us to be engaged with and to give us purpose if we're willing to make the effort. Freedom is not doing nothing. It's freedom is in recognizing your options and making a decision and acting on that. Make a decision about how you want to engage with life instead of feeling out of effect. Recognize that, yes, there are bones in the fish. There are parts of you that you're like, ooh, what is that? Get rid of that. I just want the fillet. But recognize it can all be used. It all has a place. It, it can all be digested. Whatever that part of your history is that 
you're embarrassed about or ashamed of, man, that could be the thing that serves you the best right now. I'm doing a Toastmasters pretty soon and uh, having an icebreaker speech, which means it's your the first speech that you give. And... I'm going to tell the story of being at my dad's funeral, reading through his obituary, and my name is not in there. At the time it happened, I was devastated, heartbroken. I felt alone, abandoned. And now I get to alchemize that story and share that with people so that they who may have been in a similar situation, no longer have to feel alone. Now I get to use my story to be of service to other people. And now they, they'll know a part of me that they may not have known before, and we all feel more connected as a result. It may take you time to figure out how to alchemize your story and how to use those bones in the fish. But I trust that at some point in your journey, you will. Cicely Tyson, whose book I'm listening to right now, if you don't know who she is, Google her. She's a black actress from back in the day. She didn't write her book until she was 96 years old, 96, because she felt like she didn't have a story to tell. Can you imagine living to 96 as an actress, successful, and feeling like you don't have a story to tell. And she's finally telling it, and it's awesome, and I'm so glad that she did. And I, I mentioned this to you because I don't want you, because I can hear people going, well, if she's 96, of course she has a story to tell. But what I'm saying is she didn't feel like until she was 96 like most people are writing books in their 40s or 50s. She, she, that means she was 92 and felt like she didn't have a story. <laughs> she was 85 and thought she didn't have a story. 96. So next time you see bones in a fish, ask yourself, hmm, what can I make with this? Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Before You Kill Yourself with your host, Leo Flowers. Remember, this podcast is not a substitute for you calling to get help. You can call 988 or any of the other suicide prevention hotline numbers. You can call, chat, text. You can go to thrivewithleo.com for one-on-one coaching with yours truly. Let's get to tomorrow together.